Well, hello there, top teachers. We are your hosts, Bridget Spackman and Michelle Emerson, and we are here to make your life easier by helping you master your time, organization, and productivity as a teacher. This month, we are focusing all on time management. In our last episode, 110, we shared just some of our struggles with time management. And in today's episode, we want to really understand what it takes to be that teacher in your building that has it all together. But first, let's hear a time-sucking hurdle from Emily. Emily says her TSH is administrators who expect work completed beyond the realm of contract hours feasibility. I'm a first-year teacher at a new school and have tried going to my team lead and administrators several times to ask for help regarding my constant overwhelm. They simply tell me to fit it all in, or that's just part of the job to take it home. They speak down to me when I discuss my desire to stop after contract hours and explain that even seasoned teachers must plan to take things home every day. That really irks me. I kind of got a little spicy. I feel spicy. like towards the like a feisty, spicy. I don't know, like I had a Latina here. Um, towards the very end of that, like Emily, I really, I hate to say this, but you need to stop listening to your administrators. Clearly, they have this idea that in order to be successful, you have to work yourself to the bone. You don't need to do this, and there are always there are so many different ways in which you can work only contract hours. Yeah, I agree. This one made me mad because first of all, I think so many teachers are convinced that either it's impossible to only work contract hours. And so therefore they constantly find ways to keep working when at the end of the day, if they truly sat down and said, you know what, like I'm going to just work contract hours, you can do it. It's all about prioritizing. Mm -hmm. And obviously you're not going to get everything done and that's okay. But I almost think those teachers that haven't figured it out yet want to convince other teachers that that's the way it has to be, right? Like everyone has to work longer than contract hours when I'm sorry, but that's just not the case. Uh, so I agree with Bridget. You have to stop listening to them. But obviously, that's easier said than done. Yep. I think just the American society in general is obsessed with being busy and always working longer and harder. But as we know, that has negative side effects as well. It causes burnout and exhaustion and overwhelm. There are plenty of teachers in the world that work their contract hours and are still incredible teachers. And actually, take out the word still. They just are incredible teachers. It's not like, oh, like, well, they're good for only working contract hours. Like, no. The reality is it is possible, but that doesn't mean it's easy. <laughs> and we're going to get into more of that with today's episode. Yeah, absolutely. So there has been a trend going around on TikTok about being that girl. It alludes to that this is somebody who has their life together. You know, she wakes up, she meditates on a yoga mat, facing the sun, makes her bed. So for this purpose of the episode, that teacher refers to the trend of a teacher who has their life together. And we've all seen that teacher in our buildings that has everything prepped and ready to go a month in advance and leaves work right at the end of contract hours. That teacher inspires you and leaves you in awe. Can I just say with this whole trend, it's one of those things where I kept seeing it everywhere, especially on YouTube. It was like trying to be that girl. And I was like, what are they? What girl? What are they talking about? And I felt old because I legit had to Google it. Like um, I had you explain it to me. So. I know. 
Uh, I don't like getting old. Anyway, <laughs> this obviously isn't overly realistic all the time, right? But it is something we can strive for. Mm-hmm. So for example, like that girl doesn't follow the same routine every day. Like it's obviously romanticized and like idealized for social media. The truth is that teacher still has times when they struggle with time management or organization. It isn't about being perfect, but it is about making changes in order to take on a new identity, to be able to tell yourself, like, I can be that teacher that gets stuff done and is able to leave school and doesn't stay for super long hours. Like when you believe that you can do that, you're going to make the changes necessary to actually have it come to fruition. Yeah, so we read this book, Atomic Habits by James Clear. And um, in there, we had this like real big revelation that, you know, behaviors are a reflection of our identity. So Michelle works out, goes to the gym because that's who she is. If I was to try to do that, it's not part of my identity. I don't identify as somebody who goes to the gym. That's not me. She doesn't identify with somebody who wakes up super early. And no, that is definitely exa- not. <laughs> that is something that I do. And I, I do identify with that. So the behaviors that we do are, are going to be that reflection of that. Here's something really interesting to kind of consider that improvements are really only temporary until they become who you are. So saying something like I'm terrible with directions or I'm not good with technology or it's hard to create change um, or like, you know, it's hard to, you know, be be a good cook and cook a meal every single day. It's It's really hard to like create this change when you don't identify as that person. So incentives are really going to help start to build this habit and identity is really going to help you to sustain that habit. So you can't get attached to one version, whether it's positive or negative, you can't get attached to it um, with this one version of your identity. And we really have to kind of start looking at our mindsets. Yeah. So talking about like our time management identities, you probably already tell yourself either like I'm great with time management Mm -hmm. or I'm really bad with time management. And the reality is both of these can have negative effects because if you believe you're great with time management, when you do have those moments when you struggle, you're going to feel super defeated. You're like, but wait, I thought I was good at this. What the heck is going on? So you can't get too attached to any one version of your identity. We are going to be sharing some mindset shifts that we believe can help you reach that optimized version of yourself as a teacher in terms of time management. And they're going to help kind of find that middle ground so that you don't get discouraged when you're struggling, but you also are motivated to continue to improve. Yeah. So I'm going to lead us off into the first mindset shift. So maybe you're somebody that has said um, I don't have enough time. Ooh, isn't that one? Ugh. How many times? I, I feel so like I've many. said that. I feel oh, like yeah. I've said that. You I know have what I mean? To. So instead of saying, I don't have enough time, say, I always have enough time for my priorities. Oh, 
I love that. That is so good. Now, if you're also kind of somebody that says, well, I don't really say that. I want you to also kind of think of it from the perspective of you may say like, I'm too busy or I have too many things on my plate. And if any of these three are something that you say, changing that mindset to I always have enough time for my priorities is going to be a huge mindset shift. Yeah. Bridget and I actually jinxed each other with this one. (laughs) We sat down to outline this episode and we're like, okay, what is something like we always hear people saying and at the same exact time, we're like, I don't have enough time. (laughs) Yeah. And when we say, I don't have enough time, you're making it seem like it's out of your control. It's like you're blaming the problem on something you can't control rather than focusing on the solution, which you can control. And if you are identifying as someone who is busy and isn't in control of their time, you're not going to want to make any changes that kind of give you your time back because then it's like you don't have any excuses. You know what I mean? And it's like when you see someone else starting a hobby and you're like, oh, I'd love to do that, but I don't have time. It's like, well, you do have time. You have time for the things that you prioritize. Yeah. And so the truth is, if you really think about it, and I know Michelle has said this over and over and again. But like, what do Oprah, Bill Gates, and Beyonce all have in common? I love this question because first you're like- It always throws people off. (laughs) Right. You're like, they're not all girls. They're not all boys. They don't all have glasses. Like you start going through things. You're like, what the heck? (laughs) Yeah. No, they all have the same amount of time as you do. Obviously, they didn't accomplish this, like all of their success without help. I mean, you know, we could all use help, but- that's coming in the next mindset shift. So just kind of wait for that. But we all have priorities and families and responsibilities. You have to go to work or dinner or go to sporting events. You have emails. There are so many things that are are kind of items that we have to tackle every single day. When we accept this as our truth, we are able to really see how we can effectively manage our time. So the lack of time is really caused by just, you know, wasting or over over committing. Um, I know for a fact that I've wasted lots of time on social media and just kind of looking at things down the black hole. Were you going to say something? I'm sorry. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Oh. I'm just resting my hand on the chair. It does oh, look like I have I my hand raised, yes. but it's just chilling. Verbal cue here. <laughs> um, sorry. Um, so so how are you choosing to spend your planning periods? What are you doing as soon as you get home? Evaluating your time will really help to open your eyes to the possibilities of what you're going to be able to to accomplish. I think they call that like taking a time inventory, like actually yeah. looking at how you're spending your time. Oh yeah, I've done it. Have you? Yeah, I mean, not like I've done it maybe on a single day and the problem is I feel like it varies so much for me day to day, but that's true. I think it helps you see like truly how are you spending your time? Because at the end of the day, we do all have the Mm -hmm. same amount of time. It's that one equalizer. You know what I mean? Like no matter what the richest people, the oldest people, like you can, well, I guess old people technically have more time because they live longer, but regardless on a day to day (laughs) basis, like you cannot get more time. It's the one thing that really like there's only 24 hours in a day. Only 24 hours. Okay. Second mindset shift. Instead of saying, well, it's faster if I just do it myself or Mm. it's better if I just do it myself. I am famous for this. Yeah. (laughs) Instead, you can say, I can ask for help when needed. This may also sound like saying, yeah, but no one can do this but me. I have definitely (laughs) said that before. (laughs) Yep. Yep. 
So we often hear the saying, if you want something done right, then you have to do it yourself. Oh, man, that kind of stings a little as I say Mm -hmm. it, guys. (laughs) But when we talk on this identity that no one is as good as you, you are automatically creating more work for yourself. We hate like I know Michelle and I hate to break this to you. um, And I feel like we have to remind ourselves this as Mm -hmm. well. You are not the end all be all. Yeah. It makes me think of a card I got for my mom when I was younger. I was what? probably like 14 or 15. Wait, and I think did it was, she give you this card or you gave it to her? I gave it to her. Okay. I want to say for like Mother's Day. And it, <laughs> it, my mom would always ask for us to wash her car for Mother's Day, which funny story. One year, my dad didn't end up washing it. So then for Father's Day, he asked for her to wash her own car. <laughs> But anyway, the card that I got her said like, you know, something about, yeah, I was going to wash your car for Mother's Day. And then on the inside, it said, but you always said, if you want something done right, you got to do it yourself. Oh, my gosh. You were sassy back then. (laughs) I have always been a fan of like funny cards. And Billy makes fun of me because he'll get me sappy cards and I get him like a card with a monkey. Like I just I like funny cards. (laughs) Anyway. The truth is someone out in the world can probably do it better than yeah. you. <laughs> Ugh, it's a it's really so hard, hard thing to admit. I know because we think like what you know whatever it is that we do we're like, well, I'm, you know, I'm the best at this and yeah. it's like sorry, but you're not. And no one can do it all. We all have to get help and we all receive help even if we don't see it. So when you're looking at someone else and you're like, but how are they doing it all? They have help in some way, some form, they have help. But a couple of things that you can do. First of all, delegating tasks is going to help prevent that over committing that we mentioned in the first mindset. Like if you have too much going on, delegate, have someone else do something. It initially takes time to teach them how to do it the way that you want, but it will end up saving you time in the long run. So for example, students can help with things around the room, like especially like setting up the schedule on the board or organizing your library books. They're not going to do it perfectly the first time. Like it's going to be a process. Mm -hmm. You have to teach them. But ultimately, those are things that you don't need to be doing. But we can also use technology to really automate things. And that is a form of like delegating. So for example, you can use a Google form and create a self-grading quiz. The best thing about this is it's not going to make mistakes. Like it has an algorithm that it follows. Unlike us, when we grade and we like mark something as wrong and we're like, wait, no, that was right. And then we're trying to like scribble it out or putting a sticker over it. Have you ever done that, Bridget? Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) So like as much as it pains us to say, like, guess what? Google Forms is going to be better at grading something that's multiple choice than we are. Yeah. So I have something to admit. So I have been trying to grow my team in order to be able to delegate things a little bit more, right? Mm -hmm. And so this idea of I'm the only one that can do this, nobody else can do it better than me, I'm trying to get past that. And it's very, very challenging. But one of the things that I've noticed in working with um, one of the ladies is that I'm a bad communicator, I am a poor communicator. So the, the things she's giving me they look good, but they're not exactly what I wanted them to be. And I was getting frustrated 
and I kind of was talking to Trent and I said, I think what's coming down to it is not that she's not good because she's really good. It's the fact that I am a poor communicator and I'm not articulating exactly what I want. So I feel as though if other people are probably like, well, I've tried to have students do it or I've tried to give it to somebody else, but they don't do it right. Well, I want you to kind of look at yourself and ask yourself, are you communicating this effectively? Yeah. And that's hard to do, right? Like we don't want to admit that. (laughs) And even it's interesting because I'm someone, I'm very hard on myself with a lot of things, but there are still like these truths that I don't want to admit to myself. You know what I mean? And I think when we have those realizations, like ultimately that's what helps us actually improve just as individuals in the world. When we can find those shortcomings and then make changes in order to be better. Right. Right. So instead of trying to like get, tell her and say, you know, it's not working out. You're going to have, you know, this is kind of the end of us. It's really, I'm putting it back on myself and making sure that I'm helping her to be successful in the long run. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so mind shift uh, number three, mindset shift number three, instead of saying this will just take a minute oh, or <laughs> this won't take very long. Yep, <laughs> How yep. many times have we said that? Like, I feel like um, for me, it's like, OK, well, this will just take me a minute. I'm going to come over here and I'm going to do this really quick mm-hmm. because it's not going to take me that long. And then it ends mm-hmm. up being like a three to five day. I did that just recently. (laughs) It was bad. But instead of saying that, consider it saying, I can find time to do this later instead of putting it onto your plate in that moment. Yeah. Oh, that was a hiccup. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Um, (laughs) The reality is this is a form of task switching, which is something we've brought up before. We think we're really good multitaskers, but if we looked at it with you know, an unbiased lens, we would realize that we're not actually multitasking. We're not actually doing multiple things at once. We're task switching. We're bouncing from task to task. And this takes longer because first of all, those tasks where you're like, it'll just take a minute. You end up getting distracted and it takes longer. Plus when you are task switching, the work overall is going to take longer because it interrupts your workflow. And then you have two things that aren't done instead Mm -hmm. of completing the first task. (laughs) And sometimes we use this as like a distraction for a task that we really don't want to do in the first place. Absolutely. And the truth is, is that you will always have tasks that are competing for your attention. You're going to, you will have to learn how to prioritize your tasks based on the goals that you have for that specific day. And in some cases, when items do come up, you may need to ask yourself, which is more important? Is leaving to beat traffic important or putting dishes in the dishwasher? Michelle gave me that idea. Was that the one that you gave me? <laughs> I thought you came up with that one, but but yeah, like it's that did. whole like you've got to leave and get on the road so that you, you know, get ahead of the traffic, exactly. but you see dishes in the sink and you're like, oh, but I just want to take care of Listen, these real fast. That's my mom. Like I just started thinking about it. That is my mother. If she sees that there are dishes in the sink, she will say, well, wait a second. I need to put these away. And it's like, mom, seriously, Jamone, let's go. We got to get going. Yeah. <laughs> Which one is really going to help move you closer to your goals right now? Do you need to finish your lesson plans or send that email from that, you know, from or send an email to an administrator? Like which one is going to help you make you more successful? It's all about looking at your goals and what you need to do in that moment. So 
I know that I can find time to like do this later may mean that you're tabling the task or that you are working on that you're working on right now. Or it may mean that you will find time to do the other task later. You really do have to be strategic with the time that you're given in that day. And I know for me, I tend to, you know, tell people if they ask me to do something, I'm like, yep, I can do it right now. And it's again, because it's that people pleaser in me that I want Mm -hmm. to like do the task. But I've had to kind of start learning to say, you know what, I'm not going to do this right now. I'm not going to give a response right now, which is another thing that I tend to do because I want to give people answers immediately. And it's like, nope, I'm going to let me get back to you. It's I'm trying to use those words more or I can do it later. And that's really helping me to stay focused on what I need to accomplish that today in order to continue moving towards my goals. And you almost have to be selfish to a certain degree because guess what? Everyone has a timetable and it really bothers me if I get an email and it says like, oh, I need this by end of the day today. And I'm like, excuse me, then you should have sent it to me sooner. Like, that's not my problem that you are sending me an email and expecting a response the same day. Sorry, not my problem. And (laughs) in those moments, I used to like drop what I was doing and go to my computer and respond. And now I'm like, you know what? I will try to make it a priority tonight, like when I'm done doing what I need to do. But ultimately, if I don't get to it, like... And I will even in my response, I will say like, I apologize. I typically require at least 24 hours notice in order to complete, you know, X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. I, like, I'm very frank with people. I don't know. I've learned to kind of stand up for myself more. I used to be a pushover and now I'm trying to do better about being firm with certain boundaries that I have. Yeah. But in the next episode, we are going to share some time management habits that every teacher should be building. I'm really excited for mm-hmm. this upcoming episode. To help you prepare, it may be helpful to re-listen to episode 107, Tiny Changes That Give You Big Results. It's all about Atomic Habits by James Clare. Y'all, we're going to talk about this book for a long time because it truly was <laughs> magical. <laughs> so, it's a, And it's a long episode, but it's so good. If you need to go on an hour so walk, this is perfect. <laughs> yeah. So listen to that. It'll kind of get your brain in the right mode for our next episode. Yeah. And we would love for you to head on over to our website, teachingandthedouble.com and submit your time sucking hurdle. We want to know what is your TSH. You can also find the link down in the show notes. Um, We would also love for you to subscribe to the podcast so that you can get notified whenever we drop a new episode, which is on Thursday mornings. And please make sure to leave us a review over on iTunes. It does help us to get into the ears of so many other teachers out there. And we love hearing from you. So until next time. Be timely. Stay organized. And be productive. Bye-bye. See ya.